One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. We're so excited to have you guys on our own. So it's a new year. Um, we're, we're super excited to, uh, you know, to kick things off right, for sure. Um, I, I did want to start today's show, though, with a, with a heartfelt thank you. Um, as you know, this, uh, this audience has, has continued to grow and continue to amaze me. Um, but we had uh, a total, uh, we literally doubled our, our growth in, in 2019, uh, which is, you know, a testament to all of you. And, and I want to say thank you from, from the bottom of my heart for, for continuing to support the podcast as we, as we move into our, our fifth year now, I, I believe of doing this. Um, it's, it's super exciting to have you guys around and we'll continue to up-level, um, our guests up level our show and uh, and try to bring the best of the work life balance to you and and we feel like we're we're kicking the year off in the right way by doing that uh, basically by the gentleman that uh, that we've got uh, booked today um, really he's he's a whole life success expert he's a best selling author he hosts uh, the I am Movement podcast which uh, I was lucky uh, to to be able to join him uh, earlier this week for. Uh, but from farm boy to real estate and business guru, mentor, self-made millionaire, this gentleman has studied one-on-one with the world's best teachers, including Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, Wayne Dyer, Robert Herjavec, many, many more, on his mission to inspire others to create their best life on their terms. After decades learning from the greatest minds on the planet, working with coaching of thousands of people in his workshops and, and webinars, he's impacted over 100 million lives with his teaching. He has a Goalcast video alone that was viewed by over 100 million people, and now he spends time teaching people on how to be financially free and truly happy on their terms, whether they work for themselves or others. He's the founder of the I Am Movement, and he's known as the man who redefines lives. So we'd love to bring him onto the show right now. How you doing? Rock Thomas. Hey, it's great to be here. What, a, what an honor to be on your amazing show. And, and quite possibly one of the coolest names in, in coaching. Just going to throw that one out as well. I mean, how, how solid your coach? Well, my name's name, he's a rock. I mean, he's just a rock star. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many things that we can do with that. I think that uh, we, we should definitely go down that path. But we, you know, we had talked uh, yesterday and, and I had an opportunity to join you on your podcast, but uh, we had discussed today talking about the power of the mastermind. And so why don't you go ahead and take a moment, just uh, fill in any of the details maybe that I left out in your bio and let's start talking and diving right into uh, what is a mastermind and, and how can people become successful with that format? Yeah, sure. I think that Jim Rohn made a popular statement of you are the five people that you hang out with. And we both know because reading Thinking Grow Rich is a classic if you're in the personal development space. He has a chapter dedicated to the power of the mastermind. It's essentially when two minds come together with a single goal in mind, they can exchange ideas, concepts, perceptions, their experience, and come up with this third mind that is gonna be nothing like the single mind on its own. So eight years ago, when I really started to understand that I, the biggest impacts I had in my life was when I hung around people that were smarter than me, more energetic than me, that had better connections than me, that had better um, ways of managing and investing their money, I purposefully and intentionally sought out people and started to collect people that I could hang out with. 
And then we started to really investigate on what are the best ways that you can spend time together? What are the conversations, the questions, et cetera? And I went from, you know, successful in real estate to authoring more books, to starting my own podcast, to getting investments and starting in things, random things like tax liens and tax deeds and Airbnb, things I never thought that I would get in, invested in because of the power of the impact of being around other people that are making really cool things happen. And that, in essence, is what the mastermind is about. Yeah, John says if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room or you're the head of the class, you're in the wrong room. That, that you constantly have to surround yourself with people who are smarter, better, and, 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 and are achieving the things that you want to achieve. And if you're a growth-based person, which a lot of people are not, and it's not because they don't want to, I think it's because we weren't really taught. We, a lot of people think school ends when you graduate. In fact, it's an ongoing thing, and we are happiest when we're growing and learning. However, we have to face this fear that, hey, do I need to be fixed because I don't have all the answers or am I not enough because I don't have all the answers? And a lot of people don't want to visit that. So they stay stuck and they fight for the hand that they were dealt. Instead of in poker, a lot of people know you can, you can hand in a couple of cards, you can make your hand better, you can work on yourself and you can come at it from a different perspective. And I love that because then I'm always looking for ways to grow and I remain curious and young. So we run in a lot of different circles and, and when you run in a circle with Tony Robbins or, or John Maxwell or, or some of these people that, that we've had the opportunity to meet, they all are growth minded as well. So what, what do you think makes somebody have that fear of growth or, or not really like, you know, there's a lot of people in, and we joked yesterday, but you know, I didn't think I needed a coach until I got one, but yeah. how do you, how do you get people to overcome that fear early on? Well, I think we talked about it. Carol Dweck has a great book called Mindset. It talks about the fixed mindset versus the growth-based mindset. And some people are just fearful that they don't have what it takes to become more. And other people recognize that life is all about getting feedback on how you're showing up and then coming at it from a different way, being curious, being open, being flexible instead of fighting for what you already have and thinking that's all you have to work with. When you realize that life is actually about looking for a different way to enjoy it, experience and grow, then you're open. And you don't look at it as a failure, you look at it as a learning. And then if you like learning and growing, then taking action becomes second nature because you're not fearful of failure. So fundamentally, it comes down to, are you afraid of failure or are you open to learning? Yeah, but failure and learning, you go hand in hand, right? You learn from failure. So it's not, it's not being afraid of failure. It's understanding that failure is a necessity of life. It's understanding that failure isn't failure. It's a stepping stone toward the next thing. And that's the part that the fixed mindset individual, the non-growth mindset, the person that might work a nine to five and is certainty driven, and they may not be looking at ways to grow. How many people are working at jobs that they don't love? That doesn't make sense. Why would you spend 50% of your life doing something you don't love and not try to find a way to get to a place that you can do stuff that you love because you have a fixed mindset. And so the power of the mastermind is sitting around other people, kind of like the Roger Bannister story. When you see other people that work at a job, like I have this guy who I helped who's a CPA. His son had a breathing uh, problem and, his, and, and they really were on 24 hour watch. 
And his dream was to retire his wife so that she could stay home with the son and take care of him. And they didn't have to worry all day long that something would go wrong. He came into my tribe, into my mastermind. We taught him about entrepreneurship. We taught him about the cash flow quadrants. And then we got him involved in Airbnb. He started a few of them. And then he loved it so much after taking another course around sacred gifts and learning what his gifts were, he learned that he had a gift of teaching. So now he started an online course of teaching people how to do Airbnb. He makes $10,000 a month doing that. He makes about $15,000 a month on his Airbnbs. He retired his mom, his wife, and himself. And now he's an entrepreneur and writing a book. And all of that came because he was exposed to a different opportunity, even though he was raised to get a good education, get a good job, and maybe retire one day. Yeah, and, and that's really kind of the stigma that most people are fighting now. It, if you look back even really 50s and 60s, the, the company you worked for, you wore like a badge. Like once you joined that company, you, you were never going to leave and you were known as, you know, you're an IBM guy or you're the bank guy. And, and then the 80s came. And we started letting people go because of profit. And so people started going, wait, what about me? Like became very protective of the self. Um, now it, it seems like everybody thinks that, you know, they're going to come up with the next great app. They're going to be the next Facebook person or the next TikTok or whatever else that's coming out. So there's really a large shift in mentality of, of I think it's harder to, to retain talent and, and get a company going. What do you say to those people? Well, I'll say two things. Robert Herjavec taught me one thing is you don't get to do your passion until you pay your bills. So all those kids that are down in their mother's basement while they're doing, she's wow. doing your laundry and making you a meal and you're going to be the next YouTube hero, get a job at McDonald's or Starbucks or cut the lawn or do something and maintain your dignity and your pride. Get off your ass, pardon me, and make it happen. The second thing is what Gary Vaynerchuk said is he says that if I keep somebody for 18 months or for two years and they do a good job for me and they go on and they create something from the lessons that they learned from me, good luck to them and, and thank you for giving me that time because we are in a cyclical cycle, a throwaway dollar store mentality and I have to accept that versus resenting it, I embrace it. Wow. So we're going to take a break right here, but when we come back, I'd love to dive into your M1 mastermind and you talked about your tribe and, and we'll talk about how that was built and, and what that really does and how people that, that are interested can, can even join up and, and, and learn about it. So we're going to take a break right here. We've got Rock Thomas on the show today. You're listening to Rick Morris, The Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. 
From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And welcome back to the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon. Always the last thing that I get to do before I start to live my life balance. And uh, sharing some time today with Rock Thomas. And Rock, you founded a, a tribe, essentially. Uh, uh, the, we're talking about the power of the mastermind, but you went out and built a mastermind. Talk, uh, talk to the uh, audience a little bit about the tribe, how you started it, some of the results that you've seen, and, and how can people find out about it? You know, I've tried to start a mastermind several times and getting people to commit and be held accountable was the challenge. People, yeah, it's a good idea. Having them show up on a call on a regular basis, they always had an excuse. And eight years ago, I came across some three guys that had been doing it for 12 years and they were looking to expand their tribe. I was looking to expand mine, which was just me on my own. And so we joined forces And with True Mastermind, we locked ourselves up in a house for two days and we thought, what do we want the tribe to represent? Be, do, have, experience, who do we want to meet, et cetera. And we agreed with this tagline. We are a tribe of healthy, wealthy, generous people that choose to lead epic lives and don't apologize for being awesome while grabbing life big. And we do adventurous activities while helping each other be the best version of ourselves. And that was what we lived by. And we did things like go kayaking in Norway for 11 days, 13 guys. And it started to build as we talked to different, we said, well, who do you know that's a badass that could come and join our tribe? And it went to 33 and then 55 and then 95. And now it's grown to over thousands of people in different categories, depending on what your, your needs are. If you're a highly active person, you want to go on the international trips, great. You're a young uh, father or mother with young kids and you want to be more local, then you go to some of the more smaller local events. We do about 25 events a year. And the one that I'm currently developing at a high rate because most people aren't millionaires yet is helping people become millionaires and the mindset that's required to become a millionaire, the habits, the rituals. And by bringing them into a room with people that are already street smart millionaires, they get to rub elbows with these people and realize they're not really that much different. They sure. just make some different choices. They're a little bit more consistent and they have access to opportunities that the average person is unaware of. And so what's, what's some of the favorite or go-to stories if you're, if you're talking to somebody and they go, well, what are the results of, of a mastermind or what are the results of this tribe? Well, <clears throat> I, ha- I, I've, I, I became aware of the fact that one of the biggest things that creates transformation is accountability. If you think about, um, you know, the Green Beret or some of these people in the military, they are held accountable. They have no choice. They have to do the 50 push-ups, you know, and then sit in the water for an hour. And if they don't, they quit. They're out. So they're held literally accountable to push themselves beyond what is comfortable. We are brains seek comfort, familiarity, ease. They're efficiently designed that way to keep us alive. But on the other side, the joy that we get from life is on growth and pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone. So by putting yourself in an environment with other people, 
that experiences that transformation occurs. We have one guy, for instance, 310 pounds when he joined. He's been overweight his entire life. He runs Ironman now. He's 205 pounds. And he completely transformed based on positive peer pressure, not let, allowed to let go of the goals that he designed for himself. So we typically say, hey, Rick, what's your goal? What do you want to achieve in 2020? What is it? Is it, is it a physical? Is it mental? Is it financial? Do you want to be a better husband, a better brother, a better son? You tell me what you want. And then we look for the resources to support you. And every two weeks, we get together in groups of six, pre-designed, we call them pods, for an entire year. And we hold each other accountable to, to do what we say we were going to do. And we found that when those six people are now going to meet 90 days later in a group with 80 or 100 people, and they're also going to share with different people their progress, this peer pressure to belong, to matter, to be an inspiration to other people is what we all want. We all seek that. And so now there's a forum for people to do that. People are compelled to do things that they never thought they can do. And that's the magic of the mastermind group. Well, yeah, it, it's tapping into. So we, if we if we look at Dr. Cialdini's the uh, influence, the science uh, and practice of persuasion, uh, there there's large studies where people will make goals internally. They'll make goals where they write them down, and then they make goals that are public, and active and voluntary. And it's those public, active, and voluntary goals that are that are so much more. Uh, delivered because you have also something in your brain that wants you to be consistent. So now that I've actively made this or, or voluntarily and publicly made this goal, if I don't come through with it, I'm, I, it's more, I don't want to let you down my partner than it is letting myself down. And that's really where the power of a mastermind uh, lives. That's where it grows. Well, simplistically, if you've ever gone to any kind of a class, a yoga class or a, you know, a workout class, uh, try to do yoga for an hour at home on your own. Not very easy. <laughs> you get distracted. You're not in the mood. You hold the position. It feels awkward. The cat jumps on your back. But go in a group of people to a yoga class, and I do yoga regularly, and uh, probably 20 times in that class, I'm like, I want to get out of this position. And then the teacher goes, four more seconds. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. But also the 30 people beside me are doing that. I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. And I know that going into the class, it's going to be difficult. But that belonging and being part of something is something that we crave as humans. So by, you said before, don't, don't be the smartest person in the room. When you're in a room with other smart people and you like the conversation and they're all talking about being a better father or a better investor, then you're going to step up. And that's yeah. the key. That's really the key. Get in a room of people that have the results that you want, and then you will naturally be pulled, and, and, and gravity will work in the reverse order, and it will pull you toward that result of being part of that group. I think my audience knows that, the, the, that I thrive on transparency. So in, in full transparency, one of the biggest things that, that I've been struggling with is exercise, right? We, we, we mentioned it on your podcast you know, yesterday. Until they do develop the pill that I can lose 150 pounds by just taking it and waking up the next morning, then we've got to eat better and exercise. 
but your yoga example is hilarious because I've been trying a bunch of different things. And, and so I went into, I've got a media room, went in there, you know, found one on Amazon prime and it, it, like 15 minutes. I was like, man, I need to be in my office doing stuff. You know, I, I, I was absolutely that person who checked out. I was like, this is got my knees hurt. I don't even have a right yoga mat. So, you know, <laughs> I was done. I was out. Um, so it's, it's interesting that, uh, that we use that example, but it's the truth. Like if we go to like an orange theory or something like that, yes. where they're pushing us, then, then we're going to continue to follow through. So I have some models on that. If I could share Rick, please. We, what we discovered in the mastermind group, because I'm come from the school of Tony Robbins is audit everything you do. Every time you do something like a team plays a game and we are in the playoffs of football for anybody that follows that is after every game they look at the videos and they say what could we what would we, did we do well what could we do better and then apply that tweak and get better and tony does the same thing and i learned from him so what we learned is that there's three primary ways that the human spirit gets motivated number one is when you're supported we need to be supported given resources like we are on this call we struggled a little bit with me getting my mic going and i was supported by you guys and that made me feel safe and good. And I apologize. And you guys were like, don't worry about it. I was very nicely supported. In yoga, what happens is the teacher supports you by making sure the room temperature. And, and hey, guys, lie down on your mat. If you, if you can't finish the exercise, it's perfect. Lie down. Do what serves you. So you're supported. They also encourage you. Hey, there's only three seconds left. You guys have got this. You're doing great. There's 15 minutes left in the entire thing. And then you're going to leave here feeling amazing. Give yourself the gift. So we encourage and then the last thing is challenge. We, we want to be challenged as human beings. Yeah. That's why people run Tough Mudders and do marathons and play this ridiculous game of golf. The hardest game probably in the world, but we choose to put ourselves in a situation when we're challenged. So we very consciously in our group say, if I'm going to work with you, Rick, and, and you are struggling, let's say, with getting to a place where you want to physically, I'm either going to support you, I'm either going to encourage you or challenge you. And if I love you enough, if I care about you enough, I'm going to pay attention to try to do those in the proper measurements so that you're going to be inspired to change. So think about walking into a room where everybody agrees. We don't criticize. We don't complain. We don't blame. We don't make excuses. But instead, you either support, encourage, or challenge. The culture is different in that room than in any other room that I go into. And that's what allows people to have the courage to be vulnerable and say, you know what? I tried yoga for 15 minutes at home. It didn't work. And then somebody's going to say, yeah, but Rick, are you serious? Like, tell me why you want to get to where you want to go to. What is the reason? And help you develop your why even more and then make some suggestions that might be, oh, you know what? I struggled with the same thing. And then I did this. Did you try that? And eventually people are, are getting amazing results and then they want to tell their friends, hey, you should come join this tribe because it's amazing. And that's what we've experienced. And how do people find the tribe? So you can go to goM1.com, gogom1.com. There's an application. You can fill it out. And then we have a conversation with you. We usually let about one out of three applicants in because a lot of people are not serious about transformation. Or maybe they don't resonate with us either way. Uh, you can go to rockthomas.com and check it out there as well. And we go through a discovery call. We see if there's a fit. We get really, really clear. We spend a lot of time discovering what it is that the person wants to create or achieve in their life. And then we tell them some of the resources we have and see if there's a fit. And if it resonates, we create a, a partnership and agreement. And then we go at it. 
Outstanding. Well, when we come back, we're going to visit further uh, with you, maybe talk about a couple of your books, uh, maybe even share a couple of the rules of success that, uh, that you've written about. Uh, but we're going to come right back with Rock Thomas. Listen to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we are back to the Work-Life Balance. Uh, somehow, Rock founded an organization that was named the same name, right? Rock Thomas International. It's, it's interesting that you got that job. So, but Rock Thomas International, you founded, um, as well as, you know, you started this M1 Mastermind. You've got several books that are out there. Um, all of these are tremendous successes and, and something that we should, should look up to, right? You have the power uh, of your identity and your epic life blueprint. But talk to me about the, what's one of the greatest obstacles or something that you felt like you really had to overcome in order to achieve this success? Well, growing up, I never felt like I deserved to be very successful. I grew up on a farm and I had an identity of a farm boy and a, and a, a manual labor guy. I worked with goats and two by fours. I built decks. I built uh, fences. And I really thought that for most of my life, I would be you know, a laborer. When my father got cancer when I was in my late 20s, I was working as a flight attendant in the airlines. And I flew to Australia where he was. And I did that three times in a two-year period. And when I came back the last time, I lost my job to my assistant uh, because I was away so much. They decided that she was doing just as good a job as I was. She was paid less and she was a lot cuter than I was. And I was out of a job. So I sued the company and I ended up, uh, after paying my father's bills for the two-year period while he was not working and had cancer, I'd almost amassed a million dollars at the time. I'd worked really hard. I'd bought three properties. I was doing what I could. And I now fell all the way back. My marriage fell apart. And I was literally at the age of 30 sitting on my couch, about $30,000 in debt at my mom's house. And I was thinking, what am I going to do? And I 
remember looking at real estate and I walked into an open house and there was somebody who I thought if they can do that, then I can do it too. I applied to become a realtor and I was terrible. First year I made one sale. And the reason I did is my identity was this laborer that didn't know people. I didn't know how to talk. I, I hadn't developed that. Now I had incredible work ethic and I was very curious. So my mentor taught me, get, got me to go on a Dale Carnegie course. He got me to practice speaking and, and um, how to win friends and influence people. And he really taught me the parts that were missing in my life. And I think for anybody listening to this, you might be great with people, but you don't have the discipline to work hard. We all have a piece that's missing. So take, take, it, take the piece that you have and build around it and add to it. Rick mentioned before that things are a skill set. Most people think that things are a talent that are bestowed upon them when the majority of success comes from building your skills. And so for me, I went into real estate and with my mentor, I learned that if I was just willing to be coached, I could get so much better. And so I became incredibly curious and incredibly pliable. I just said, tell me what to do. And I did exactly what he said and went on to make 32 sales the next year, 65 and on to 100. And then I bought the company and I took it from 94 agents to 270, from 300 million in sales to a billion dollars in sales. And every time I was nervous and afraid about the next iteration, I was afraid about speaking to a big group. I was afraid about absorbing another office. I was afraid about, I had to learn how to speak French to a French area that I took over in Canada. But every time I thought, and this is a part that I think Rick is underutilized by many people is the power of visualization. Yeah. Visualizing what you want, becoming obsessed about it. And if anybody thinks about something they have, a car they got, the relationship they're in, a degree they got, they probably were obsessed. They probably thought about it, talked about it. They worked all night to, to create it. And if you can get yourself into that space where you're so obsessed about a result, where it has to happen, then you will find a way. And that's been one of the gifts is I've been able to use the power of visualization, become obsessed about it, and then to scour the world for resources. And as you know, your RAS, your reticular activating system will kick in for you and it will help you find things that will make you get what you want much easier. Yeah, I, 25 years ago, I built a dream board and, and put something up there that said, you know, if, if I'm ever wildly successful, I could drive a car like this. And, and about six months ago, bought that car. And it, it, was, it was more, I don't care, flashy, anybody thinks that I'm rolling in, in whatever. It was because I put that on 25 years ago, I was going to make that happen uh, now. So I went, went and got my, my dream car. You know, it's interesting that you were talking, though, about, uh, you know, you're at home, 30 years old, live with mom. And, you know, I, I do a lot of cultural studies. And as we look at the, the generation that's coming up now, and I'm not bagging on any generation, but it's a generation which we didn't want them to feel uh, loss of, you know, we didn't keep score in games. We, everybody got a trophy. Everybody was considered special. Of most of the CEOs that I've met, most of the supremely successful people I've met, we've all hit that point where we were 30 years old back at mom's house. And that becomes that driver that says, I don't ever want to feel that way again. Right. Which, which flips that switch in ourselves. So is that what you kind of attribute to this as well as you, there was just no way you were ever going to be in that position again. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would also say that pain breeds passion. Oh, yeah. and the pain that came from me, not hearing from my father that he was proud of me, even on the, his deathbed, I asked him and he, 
he said nothing that he could think of. It, it ripped a hole in my heart. And I spent a bunch of time trying to prove to him, even though he was gone, that I was worthy, that I was something special. I was unique. I think we all want to feel that. But there's a reason why we're here. What, there needs to be meaning to life. And meaning comes from emotion. So I started to say to myself, if I can create impact and I can get myself to do things that most people can't do, then at least I'll have some meaning and some purpose and there will be a reason for me to be alive. And then I started to realize that most people are shooting to be average. Most people are just trying to get by and be comfortable. And I started to get significance then from going, you know what? If I am willing to show up early and stay late, if I am willing to be coachable and I can learn and I can try new things, then I can really stand out. And then when you do that long enough and you fill that in, you stop proving to the world and you start turning back and helping other people become their best. And that is even more fulfilling. Oh, without a doubt, right? So back to back to the quote. Um, and so we mentioned the goal co- uh, goal cast video, but if you haven't done it, I just posted it to my personal Facebook page. So for those of you that follow me on Facebook, you can go see it there. Uh, but if you just search Rock Thomas Goldcast, it'll it'll come up. Uh, so go definitely uh, check that out. Um, something that 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 you just said though, um, there's a lot of people though that are completely happy with settling. That that just. They've, they've got kind of the job they want. They don't really want to move up. They've got kind of the car, the house they want. They don't really. And that's great. We need a lot of people like that because we need people that are going to help us run our companies and, and do that kind of stuff. But um, if you feel that unsettledness, that you, you want more, you want better, what's one of your keys of, of success that, that can help drive or, or start people down that path? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wrote a book called Your Epic Life Blueprint and I have 10 rules in there. And rule number one is 30 minutes a day of inspiration. Mm. And when, when we feed ourselves inspiring thoughts, quotes, etc., what is a quote designed to do? It's to give you a new perspective, it's to say, you know, that how you do anything is how you do everything and that standards are everything. So it inspires you. You hear somebody else overcome something that you can relate to and it inspires you. So I always say that if you're not feeding yourself something inspirational and you're probably watching Netflix, you're probably watching somebody else live their life, maybe you have the name of another man on your back and you're not in the arena, you are watching the man in the arena live his life and you're cheering him on. And if that's what you want, that's great. I'm a great sports fan from the the aspect of I want to watch greatness so I can learn from it. Watch Tom Brady have three of his receivers go down and still win the Super Bowl because he can be flexible. He adapts. He doesn't play the victim. He looks at it as a challenge. I learn from that. But I want to be the man in the arena. And I think everybody, when they're honest with themselves, they want to be the man or the woman in the arena on their journey, whatever it is. Maybe it's being the best chef. My girlfriend is a chef and she pours love into her meals and you can feel it. It's amazing. Other people maybe... They want to be, you know, somebody that teaches music lessons, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be, you know, putting wells in, in Africa and, and, and providing water for people. It could be something very simple of making a, that little difference in somebody's life. Think about my mentor. He was running a real estate office. He was a CPA. And he took me under his wing and said, kid, I see greatness in you. And maybe for the first time in my life, Rick, because my father didn't say it. My, my father always said, you're not enough. Do a better, you can do a better job. Now, it drove me for sure, 
But for some people, it'll drive them to depression and it'll drive them down. But somehow I found the wherewithal to keep on fighting. And then this guy came along and he says, I see you. Yeah. I love you mentioned um, uh, the name on the back is I work with a lot of sports teams. And when they always they say, hey, you want a jersey? They say, as long as it's my name and number on the back, I'll accept. And that's See? become a thing, yeah, but you know. I've got to have more. So I'm not going to wear Brady. I'm a huge sports fan, but I'm not going to wear Peyton Manning's jersey. It's my jersey. I want to <laughs> – come on now. Um, but it's funny that you say that because it's just one of these little idiosyncrasies that I have. That, uh, I was like, well, if I'm going to have a jersey, the team's going to be my name on the back. Well, you're um, going to live, your life. You're gonna live yeah. your life, not somebody else's life. And so uh, when you when you talk about what's so I'll, I'll drop one of my favorite little apps around inspiration. I don't know what you if you have a morning routine that maybe you can share with us. Like I like to do Headspace in the morning, do a little ten minutes, fifteen minutes of meditation. Then there's a great app called Pep Talk, which is it's like pump up music, but it's motivational speakers. So I get my music in, I get that little inspiration kicking. What are what are some of your little tricks? And we got about three minutes to break. I'll give you two real quick is I record, I've recorded a five-minute I am statement that is the most important things to me. So I am gifted, guided, grateful, powerful, passionate, playful. I am an inspiration. I'm a gladiator. I'm somebody who defies the odds and raises my standards and steps up into my own personal greatness. Every day I'm moving closer and closer towards what I want. So it goes on for five minutes and all the important areas of my life, how to be a better father, a better son, a better, more, more patient, etc. So it's a whole description, and then I listen to it with music uh, on my phone. The second thing that I've started about two months ago is something called laughing yoga. So I get up and I laugh for a minute or two every morning. And the, the benefits for you physiologically are incredible. The people that have been teaching laughing yoga have not been sick for 20 years. So for me, it's very simple. Is it exercises your core, it exercises your body, and it puts you in a state of joy. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, well, you, are you going to fake laugh? Uh, yes. Wow. Have you ever been around somebody that laughs so, so much at something silly and you're at first, you don't, you, you're like, you're not going to bother, but after a while, you just start laughing because they're laughing so much? Well, that's what happens to me. I start laughing in the morning and then I start laughing at my laughing. And so that, those two things are part of my rituals amongst exercise as well. Yeah, that's, I love to laugh. And it, I'm, I'm the one that generally will laugh too long. Or, and then I'll laugh so loud that I got back up the, the, the show because I missed the next line because it's just killing me. And then I start anticipating the line, start laughing before it even drops. So definitely that, that person, I love, to, uh, I love to get tickled and, and laugh. Um, in fact, I was just reviewing uh, one of my other shows, but I got, had a guy on here by the name of Damon Pampolina. Is the only person in my life has ever made me pass out from laughing. And now that he knows he can do it, he he, he strives to do it often. And, uh, and so, what a great what a, friend what to a have. Great, what a great intention to have. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna make me pass out. I'm laughing so much. So, um, what uh, what are some of the speaking engagements or things that you may have coming up? So I speak a lot to uh, real estate people, mortgage, mortgage individuals. So I have an event in Ottawa, Canada coming up uh, in January, speaking to 200 real estate investors. And then I come back to uh, here to Phoenix and speak to another small private group. You know, we have about 25 events that we do a year. So I'll be speaking at our major one at the end of January in Aspen. We about 150 people. Ed Millette will be there, et cetera. So there's ongoing little events. They're more private events. And then there's sure. some events as well. 
Outstanding. Well, we're going to take our final break right here. We'll be right back with Rock Thomas. You're listening to Rick Morris on the Work-Life Balance. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for our final segment of the Work-Life Balance on this Friday afternoon with Rock Thomas. Rock, we're going to ask you a question we ask all of our guests. Uh, it's, a, it's a Maxwellism. You know, generally, we, he, he, he coaches us to have two questions that we ask everybody. One is, uh, who do you know that I should know, which I love that question. Uh, but the second question in, in one that we ask on this show is, uh, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? You know, I think that a lot of times people don't know how to do something and they, they miss opportunities. And if, if people could seize the opportunities, then I think that they would have a much richer life in so many ways. So I would say this is begin to get super clear on what you want so that when it shows up, you can say yes and figure it out later. I remember I was going on a plane, uh, about to go home from an event, and this buddy of mine asked me if I wanted to go on his private jet and come play golf in Austin. I said, yes, even though I had to cancel things I was working on. On the plane, um, we, we started talking about an option he had to go to L.A. the next day and get on Celebrity Apprentice. And he goes, what do you think I should do? And I said, I think you should do it. And he goes, you want to come? And I said, yes. Yeah. So we got on the plane the next day. We flew there and we got on Celebrity Apprentice and we had um, Muhammad Ali's daughter there, Boy George. And we brought in $41,000 cash and we brought it in a briefcase and we made a scene and so I got a, a minute on, on what was Donald Trump's Celebrity Apprentice. And the next day, we were wondering what we should do. And they said, we want to play golf. And I said, I know this really good golf course in Mexico. My daughter is dating the son of a billionaire, and I can probably get us on it. And so they said yes. Called the uh, pilot, chartered the plane, and we flew down there. And we actually got to play with this billionaire and hang out and have lunch with him. And what I learned when you were around entrepreneurial successful people they don't need to know the how they just need to know why yeah 
And the average person is so stuck on the, the how, the what. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. So the most successful people think who? Richard Branson thinks, who's going to run my next company? He doesn't go, how does it work? He doesn't care how it works. He just cares who's going to run it. So the big thinkers think who, and they think yes, and they'll figure out the details later. And that's some of the best advice I've gotten. That's why I have 35 streams of income, and I'm financially free, and I can help a lot of people because I just keep on saying yes to things that are bigger than me. Uh, it, it, it couldn't couldn't agree more. I, some of the greatest things in, in my life is from, from me volunteering or saying yes or, or uh, being a part of it. So uh, couldn't agree more with that, uh, that advice. What about um, how do people get in touch with you? How do they find you and how do they find all of this wonderful stuff that you're doing? Well, I have a podcast called The I Am Movement, and I'm excited about that. I've interviewed some really great people like Robert Herjavec and, um, and a whole bunch of other really great thought leaders. And they can always go to rockthomas.com, which is my website, and there they'll see a bunch of different things, including access to my masterminds or my products, events, etc. And on social media, I mean, if you Google me or social media, you'll find me very easily. So it's pretty easy to find Rock Thomas. And so uh, what, any final thoughts for the audience before we wrap up for today? Yeah, I would say that one of the things that I've learned the most is that nothing in life has meaning but the meaning that we give it. And we get to show up and be the color commentator of that event to give it the story that we want. I remember once having, um, you know, I lost all my hair to a disease called alopecia when I was 40. And I didn't know what meaning to give it. A lot of people wanted to give it the meaning I was sick. Are you dying of cancer? What's going on? And I felt really insecure for about three weeks until I learned what it was. And then I asked this question, what's great about this? And when you ask that question, because where attention goes, energy flows and results show. So if you ask a question of what's great about a flat tire or missing your flight or losing your hair, your brain has to answer it. And you know this, you know, being in personal development, don't answer this question. Anybody listening, don't answer this question. Two plus two. Your brain answered it. So our brain will answer any question we ask it. So it's so crucially important to ask a quality question. And what's great about this directs, directs you to what is good or what is possible. So I never have a bad hair day. I don't have True. to buy shampoo. I, um, I can save money from haircuts. And so when I started to ask that question and come up with all these answers, I started to feel good about alopecia versus bad. And I started to talk to my Greek buddy who gets his hair removed and it creates pain. And he spends a lot of money on it. And we used to laugh. He goes, dude, I want alopecia too. How do I get it? <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> so I think that's a fantastic perspective. Nothing has meaning but the meaning we give it. Life is happening for you, not to you. And the moment you can most rapidly accept that, embrace it, and realize that everything's a teacher, I think the more joyous you will be in your life. It's a choice. I mean, it's, it's a choice on how to live. It's, um, the, the, you have those that constantly blame and that, boy, when, when I'm around people that just blame everything else, it just sucks the energy out of me. I just, it's not some, some place I want to be. I don't want to be anywhere around that kind of stuff. And, it, and uh, you know, it's, it's almost a speech that I give my kids. It's like, you know, oh, he made me angry. It's like, nobody can make you angry. You chose to get angry. But nobody can make you angry. I can, I can spar with the best of them and not ever get angry. I think it's hilarious. 
When was the last time that you were caught in traffic or somebody metaphorically was caught in traffic and you got very angry because you were caught in traffic and be late for an appointment and then all the cars in front of you went, oh, the guy behind us, he's mad. Please move aside, let him through. It doesn't happen. So getting nice. mad or frustrated or angry doesn't change the traffic. So put on a CD, listen to Rick, listen to his show while you're stuck in traffic, sit back, breathe, and accept what you have. And you'll find your life a lot better. That used to be, yeah, I, I, I tell this story from stage, but I, I'm a guy that'll go ahead and get over when you're supposed to. I kind of follow the rules and the people that would come up and, and cut you off at the last second. I used to get really angry at that. And I, what used to go through my head rock would be, uh, does that person think that they're more important than me? And, and, and that would fire me up. And let's just, let's just take the absurdity of that statement, right? It's like, it's, well, no, I'm not more important than that person. Oh, no, I'm on this one. I'm not more. No, there's Rick Morris, way more important than him. That's the person I'm going to cut off. I mean, come on. Let's just, it's so absurd. But I, I used to be the guy that got angry at that. Now I don't. It's like, whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. And that's personal development in a nutshell, is becoming conscious of the questions we ask ourselves, upgrading those questions, having better perceptions, better choices, and then living on an emotional plane that is better. Give up frustration and disappointment for grace and gratitude. Oh, that's beautiful. I think that's where we ended, Rock. We, we appreciate you joining the show. Thank you so much for coming on. We got to get you back. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I totally appreciate you and have a, an amazing 2020. You too. Uh, and so uh, next week, we're going to have Jamie Beckler. So Jamie's been on our show a couple of times. You can go research, uh, search his name on the Work-Life Balance uh, webpage, but uh, he's got a new book that he's just dropped. Uh, so we love having Coach Beckler on the show and uh, look forward to having another conversation with him. So that's who we're going to have uh, on January 10th. January 17th, we're going to do a replay, and then the 24th, we have Mark Given who's going to be joining us as well. So a lot of great guests coming up, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Stay right here on this channel for some other fantastic shows uh, uh, right here on the Voice America Network. And we'll talk to you next Friday right here on the Work-Life Balance. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.